0: Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by AirCare Heating and Cooling, your number one AirCare Heating and Cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be discussing the top performers of the week, as well as giving you our hot waiver wire pickups and going over who won the studs and duds competition between Bryduck and the snowman. So sit back and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman, they come from San Ho, man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy
1: football, division rivals player. Snowman's a Bronco, while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yep. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, a Bronco in the Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Fantasy Football I'm the Snowman with my co-host, my Texas native and Las Vegas Raider rival over here, Bryduck. Man, we just finished week 2 and man oh man, is there a lot to talk about this week. Holy crap. What what a week, Bright Duck, for for injuries and just everything is just going nuts this year and i don't know if you think it's because they didn't have a full workout or what it was but it is crazy
1: well yeah absolutely man i think if you go back to some of our our first episodes we kind of touched on it and we i think you know we pretty much predicted that this is exactly what was going to happen with no preseason, no off-season no time for people's bodies to actually adjust to the daily grind of what, you know, football is, um, you know, we, we predicted that we were going to see a lot of injuries these first few weeks. And we were telling everybody, gear up your rosters for depth, make sure that you have, you know, contingency plans for your starters and handcuffs for people who are on your team, because Um, you know, with COVID and also with all of the injuries that were inevitably going to occur, you needed to make sure that you had that depth ready to go. Um, Exactly. So, I mean, after this week too, I feel so bad for so many fantasy owners out there, but also those players that got injured. I mean, this is something that's been, you know, one of the things for many people, uh, a bright spot in 2020. Uh, yeah. 2020's been rough and a lot of people have been looking forward to football especially these players you know these guys have been grinding their asses off trying to get prepared for this season that we didn't even know we were going to have. And here they are some of these guys in the first couple weeks, you know, losing their entire season right off the bat. So making their 2020 even that much worse. So I feel extremely bad for them. Um, It's, it's bad for the sport. It's bad for fantasy football. It's, it's bad for all of us. Uh, Injuries are not something that anybody wants to see. Um, And if you're one of those guys that makes light of injuries or, or, know makes fun of it um you know then you're a piece of shit
0: so (laughs) yeah no i mean straight straight up i mean we were all hoping what it is we were all hoping for football and i think we kind of lost hindsight of of what what it could do without no preseason without a full workout for these people rushing these people back to to stay on schedule i think as a as a perspective for fans i think we kind of forgot that the beating these guys take on their bodies and hopefully shout out to all the ones that that are injured we over here at fantasy football bs wish you a speedy recovery because the game isn't the same without the people that are getting injured and and we definitely miss you not only on our fantasy rosters but just miss seeing you on sundays anyways but absolutely cracked open my beer for the episode i am drinking an island ipa from island brewing company it's a 6.5 percent down it's brewing company is actually down in ventura Uh, our sound engineer over here actually uh, got married so shout out to him congratulations to him and his wife congrats Uh, yep yep and so they they brought me a beer as i'm collecting bottle caps for to fill out a, a state of california got to do the u.s next so i got got to have that shannon shannon brewing from from texas i gotta have that one ready to to be put in in uh in a bottle cap as well
1: nothing nothing says uh AA meeting quite like an entire united states map made of bottle caps
0: yeah yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> I,
1: there's I a lot so of people. bottle
0: caps brother <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, oh, man, you should strange. see my
0: California one. I'll, I'll have to send you. No, That's it's awesome.
1: Like, that's awesome. Uh, where'd you get that idea from?
0: Uh, So actually I got a buddy that, that has it and he filled out his super quick. It's like 118 empty bottle caps for the state of California. Oh my goodness. And I'm like a quarter of the way through and it's been, it's been about a year and I'm trying to get through the rest of it towards the end of the year. And the way my team's going, who who knows? <laughs> who knows it might it might happen a lot quicker.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think th- I think you're uh, right there with a lot of folks you know with with all the injuries and everything. So um, I think that this is gonna be a great episode. We'll kind of jump into our discussion points here. Um, just to remind everybody, what our Wednesday episodes cover, we are going to be cover covering uh, the waiver wire pickups of the week, um, a studs and duds recap from week uh, two. So going over uh, kind of where those uh, those players landed that we were projecting uh, for our studs and duds. Um, So it's going to be a a great episode for you guys. We'll also be covering some of those key injuries that happen throughout the week while we cover some of these guys that are going to be people within the waiver wire that you're going to want to target because of those injuries. Um, So definitely pay special attention to that. Uh, if you're on social media, on Instagram or YouTube, follow us at Fantasy Football BS. Again, that's at Fantasy Football BS on Twitter at Fantasy F B B S. Uh, been seeing a lot more engagement from folks since the season started, so it's been really awesome. Um, tons of DMs, I mean text messages. Yesterday, I, I know I I texted you. My yesterday was the busiest day I think we've had in messages from people asking questions. I mean, I must have responded to 50 dms of people just asking you know hey this this is an injury who should i pick up and you know uh i know there's a lot of people who have questions right now so hopefully this episode helps you guys out um and if uh, obviously you guys are listening to us on on your podcast platforms but on all podcast platforms you can find us at fantasy football bs um so again just make sure that you guys are subscribing and and uh following our channel so you know whenever we drop those new episodes
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And again, c- congratulations to our sound engineer and let's give him a nice little shout out here. All right, jump, jumping right into into the top performers over here. Uh is there anyone bryduck in particular from our list that you kind of saw and was like, "Wow, th- this person is doing great this season in the first two weeks?" Or just was a huge surprise this week anyone in particular that from these top top five performers for for each position that was note of you for you
1: yeah so two guys um who are actually on my roster who have been pleasant surprises but i can't say huge shocks because we talked them up so much leading into the season and that's josh allen and stefan diggs um, Yeah, they I mean, Josh Allen put up 42.48 points. He had four passing touchdowns, 417 passing yards, 18 rushing yards. I mean, this looks like a man on a mission and a guy who's staking his claim for MVP. Um, You know, right now I'd say that it's probably between him and Russell Wilson, but you know, we kind of predicted what Russell Wilson was going to do. We, we had him ranked as our second ranked quarterback. Um, yeah. So, so what Russell Wilson is doing isn't, isn't shocking to to you and I, um, but Josh Allen is definitely taken, I think the league by storm um, and showing how capable he is. Um, he can't ju- he's not just doing it by, you know, running, running around all over the place. He only had 18 rushing yards last game, but 417 passing yards. While a big chunk and majority of that went to Stefan Diggs with 153 reception yards, eight receptions, a touchdown, put up 29.30 points, almost doubled his projection. So, I mean, if you're looking for some some guys that you could have gotten later on in the draft that are, you know, just kind of booming right now, uh, these are two guys and I. I know we were just talking before we got the episode going about Stefan Diggs. Um, You know, this is a guy that I think a lot of people need to remember what type of talent he was in Minnesota. You know, he had a falling out there in Minnesota and... I know a lot of people kind of steered away from him because of his diva-ish quality. But I'll tell you what, man. Stefan Diggs, is he he came out to ball this year. He's coming out to make a point, And uh, this is a guy that everybody should be looking at. And if you're not already, I mean, jump on the bandwagon now and go try to scoop him up if you can. Because not a lot of people really are believing in him. I know yeah. some people who are even Stefan Diggs' owners aren't even starting him. You know, I had a lot of people who were telling me like, oh, yeah, he had he had all those points on my bench for the last two weeks. I'm like, you haven't started him in the last two weeks. And then they're starting people, you know, that I'm like, why are you starting that guy? So I I think for whatever reason, Stefan Diggs isn't getting the love. But this is a guy that people need to be paying attention to.
0: Yeah, I had had Stefan Diggs on my bench week one and immediately was able to see that connection that Josh Allen and him, even during this whole pandemic and everything, were able to connect early on and often and already had that chemistry that I was a little weary about in the beginning and immediately started him. And yeah, I
1: think you have the exact same package. You have the Josh Allen Diggs combo in your league. Yeah. I have the Josh Allen Diggs combo in one of my leagues. And that's a great combination because it's like double points every time they connect. Um, so it's, it's just awesome to, to, to have that.
0: I mean, you should have seen the, the gifts I was being sent from my wife. I, I took Josh Allen from her and up over here. Everyone was like, "Man, you are gonna end up on the couch," and she was like, "Not even the couch here." I was like, uh. "Yeah, she, she did not Ryan though. She did good."
1: Yeah, you're. I'm. I'm lucky we have a podcast going today after that trade. <laughs> but to be honest and to be fair, Megan, it was a good trade. It was a fair trade. Um, you know, I don't. This was pre week two pre him going off and putting up 42 points um, who would have known that Wentz would be shit in the bed this bad. So, um, you know, that's, it was a fair trade. It was a fair trade.
0: And and Matt Ryan still ended up QB six and going into our top, top performers, Dak Prespo, Prescott at 39.8, Cam Newton at 35.58. Good job, Cam Newton. Way to, way to bounce back and finally be healthy. And, and you know what? New England's got a quarterback now. So a lot of questions after Tom Brady left, and, uh, I mean, Cam Newton. Cam Newton's killing it over there for him, and Josh f- Allen, number I f- three. I feel like the Cam
1: Newton one is not one that we, we toot our horn long enough for. Yeah. I mean, we were predicting the Cam Newton to the Patriots m- back in April— Uh, like around the draft time, you know, you and I were saying Cam Newton was going to go to the Patriots, which was a likely suitor. And we were all saying that people were going to be shocked what Cam Newton, I mean, people forget this is a, a, a man that is just a few years removed from being the MVP of the league. So damn, damn right. Good. Good for Cam Newton. Good for Bill. Um, You know, there's people like, like Driscoll for the Broncos who signed bigger contracts for this season than cam newton
0: that's insane
1: insane
0: bill belichick knows how to he does a great job in that front office with re-signing and and getting people he he basically is renting i think my salary my salary might be higher than than cam newton's and it ain't that high so (laughs) uh josh allen finished uh number four over here or excuse me number three at 35.48 russell wilson At 34.42, Russell Wilson is QB1 after the first two weeks. He is the top quarterback in in fantasy. And Kyler Murray, again, finishing up at the top here at 33.14. And, again, these, these stats and points that were thrown out for everyone is all based upon PPR leagues, no bonuses so no extra
1: bonuses so so yeah i should clear that up my points included our bonus because in our league we do have the bonus points uh for quarterbacks who throw for over 300 yards they get like an extra four point bonus or something like that um so yeah that's why my mine was a little bit higher than than this uh this reading but yeah still great great game uh top five uh Yeah, get the running backs. Top five running backs. Aaron Jones going off and putting up forty-five point six points. And damn you to hell for not trading him to me before this game, because man, I was trying to get him (laughs) off of you. There was two guys this week who I was like, if I don't get them this week, I'll never get them. And that was Aaron Jones and Darren Waller. And I, damn man, I, I made my best offers i could i was offering up deshaun watson and i mean you guys you and brian in our league i mean you guys just wanted nothing to do with any of my trade offers but i knew aaron jones was going to have a great great year again i had him on my my uh my team last year and uh man he's kicking ass
0: but yeah 45 and he's points. doing it through the air as well so yeah I think that's a lot the of thing teams.
1: he's really been involved in the passing game yep which is a great pleasant surprise if you're a ppr owner um exactly. so uh Alvin Kamara putting up 38.4 points against my Raiders I mean literally you couldn't stop the guy yesterday they should have just gone to him 100% of the time and they would have won that game um, I
0: needed the Raiders defense to step up and hold him to less than 16 points and that that didn't I mean by the end of the first quarter he was, was, already, past was that. already
1: over yeah yeah he 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 definitely went off Leonard Fournette here's a shock um or maybe not but putting up 27.6 points i know this is a guy that i ended up getting like third to last pick in our in our draft because he had just gotten cut that day Um, yeah i was about to
0: swoop him and yeah
1: nobody yeah nobody wanted to touch him and then i tried to trade him like a week ago to somebody and they were like oh well ronald jones is the starter there and i'm like you think that they went and got a leonard fournette to let ronald jones continue to be the starter um so you know Leonard fournette finishing third with 27.6 points might shock some doesn't shock everyone uh Nick Chubb 26.3 points had a great game uh, and then CMC before going down with that injury put up 24.8 points uh you know I hope speedy recovery there for CMC um you know that's a tough loss there for the Panthers
0: and Kareem Hunt finishing six with twenty four point one. So as a
1: backup running back,
0: as a backup running back, I, I, I sent you that tweet. I forgot who who I found it from, but was saying that all close games. So Chubb owners, if you're in a close game or Cleveland is going to be in a in a battle or up ahead, they're going to run with Chubb quite a bit. If they're going to be playing from behind, Kareem Hunt is going to get a lot of those. Those plus all the passing third down attempts, anyway. So uh, it definitely looks like a, a, a that both you can even start Kareem Hunt as your flex, and you're still going to see production uh, from him. But wide receiver wise, uh, Calvin Ridley. Now the reason I mean I think I finished with 210 points this week. I had Josh Allen, Calvin Ridley, and Stefan Diggs.
1: Dude, which, your team absolutely and Aaron Jones
0: exploded. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I think I finished like second in the league in scoring or maybe third in the league in scoring. I was still like 40 or 50 points behind you.
0: <laughs> they just blew up this week. Uh, Calvin Ridley with 29.9 points again, just having a great monstrous week. Stefan Diggs with 29.3. Julian Edelman, 25.9. We'll, we'll come back to, to that situation here a little bit la- later. Scary Terry with Washington 25.5. Uh, Mike Evans uh, with 23.2 without having Chris Godwin, which who knows could could happen again this week. So let's off those uh, those top tight ends for us.
1: Yeah, top tight ends. You had Tyler Higbee with 28.4 points um, exploded in that game. Uh, just had a, a fantastic game. Darren Waller, Uh, Another guy that, you know, really has just jumped off the board as of uh, the last two weeks um, in terms of just volume and and sheer athleticism of what he's able to do on the field. Um, Anybody who was watching that game last night pretty much, you know, saw that he is the, the Raiders weapon. Um, so that might start to hurt him, um, and teams might just start doubling him and, and really taking him away, So, uh, but just a great game finishing as, as the second-ranked tight end of the week. Uh, Mike Kosicki uh, finishing with 27 points as the third tight end. Jonu Smith with 24.4 in that fourth slot, and then tight end five was Travis Kelsey uh, finishing with 24 points.
0: And again, besides Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey, not names that that a lot of people were seeing, and that's kind of why we are telling everyone again, you can wait on getting those tight ends because there's only a couple elite tight ends, and even still, they still uh, ended up finishing. And now Travis Kelsey, after two weeks, is the number one tight end, but Darren Waller's right on his tail right there. And uh, so we'll jump into our waiver wire pickups now. We, we have a, quite a bit, and there's a couple names that are back on this list that we told you fools last week to pick up, and they had another great week. And, again, still people are don't have them rostered. So we are giving you guys some steals here, so listen up. But going into the quarterbacks, because I know Brian Duck loves t- talking to some running backs, so I'll, I'll go into the quarterbacks hit, here, but Ryan Tannehill. Uh, is doing a great job. He's averaging 29.06 points a game. Extremely I mean,
1: efficient, too.
0: It extremely efficient and they're throwing the ball a lot more than what they were doing last year. They're running the ball with Henry like 35 times a game. They're throwing the ball a lot and as as a Broncos fan, I can already tell with that with that threat with Derrick Henry, they go on first down I mean the, the for that first game, first down and second game or second down to start the game, they went play action. And with the threat of Derrick Henry, people are saying, Okay, we're gonna let Tannehill beat us through the air, and they've been able to find Corey Davis across the middle quite a bit. So he's only owned in forty six percent of the leagues. So there's still quite a bit. I would say this would be a good pickup for someone to kinda either if you have a two two QBs type of league, you could come in, have Tannehill, have a nice thing, pick up someone else, or even trade whoever your your bench quarterback is or whatever and bring in Tannehill as your bench quarterback uh, for your bye week because, again, he, he's doing pretty good. And Minshaw Mania with Jacksonville, I mean, we talked about this and we said we didn't know – how it was going to happen. It kind of dropped off a little bit last year towards the end. And for a team that we thought was just tanking to get Lawrence and who a lot of people thought that the Jaguars are, are putting up some points. And currently right now, Minshaw is ranked QB 10, QB 10. I mean, who, who had him in your top 10 for QBs? He's averaging 30.14 points a game.
1: Nobody in my league has him even on their roster.
0: I mean, he's only rostered 32%. So another reason why, again, you could drop or pick him up. He could be in your league. If for some reason, someone like Wentz, and you're starting to get a little impatient, someone like that, Matt Stafford, uh, Aaron Rodgers had a great week one, but he didn't have an amazing week two. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Tom Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. There yeah. there is some quarterbacks on the way. These are all big can...
1: these are all big names that people were expecting big things out of and you're not seeing it. And uh, we were we were just talking about this when we were prepping for the episode. You know, one of the things that I tell everybody is you just gotta know when to cut bait. You yeah. know, quit holding on to people for name value. You know, people who are rostering Gronk right now, why? Why? Why are you wasting a bench spot? We told you guys when we were doing our draft episodes that he had buyer beware written all over him, that he was projected to finish as the third best tight end on that team behind Howard, behind Cameron Bray. And people were still drafting him in like the eighth, ninth round. I'm like, what are you people doing? not yeah. listening to fantasy football bs that's what they're no. not doing they're, they're idiots <laughs> well, bunch of idiots yeah so i mean quit holding on to people for name value that's that's my that's my hint to everybody and and even with trades too i mean good god these people who try to trade people who are from the flintstone era like offering <laughs> people like aj green for like elite talent and stuff it's like Dude, this isn't 12 years ago. Like, what are you talking? What, what, what's <laughs> happening right now? What, am I in the twilight zone? You know, like, it, it shocks me what people try to get away with. But, you know, hey, if you can trade rape, go for it. But it, it ain't happening over here.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and list off these. Uh, so waiver wires, if you need a quarterback, not a lot of people will need quarterbacks right now. But, again, if cut bait with some of those people, you can get a Ryan Tannehill or a Gardner Minshaw. Uh, with Jacksonville and and be fine with someone like that. Uh, wh- who are some RBs here that people need to focus on?
1: Yeah, so some running backs and and we'll we'll cover injuries as we kind of cover some of these waiver wire ads. So Saquon Barkley, uh, very unfortunate news. Uh, news out of New York is that it is a torn ACL, um, which I'm sure everybody already knows. Um, so today, uh, Devonte Freeman signs with the New York Giants. Devonte Freeman is a guy two three years ago that everybody was targeting for their fantasy teams this is a, a a super talented person who can come in immediately learn that playbook quick and you know from reports that I'm reading he could see snaps as early as this Sunday Um, so if you're getting on the waiver wire ads right now, um, he's only 15% rostered. He's available in your league most likely. Um, so go put in those waiver wire ads for him. Um, if you miss the waiver wire ad for him, you know, you might have an opportunity to trade for him for very little. Um, some people might be rostering him, hoping, you know, in two to three weeks, once he kind of gets the conditioning in and kind of gets full workload going, um, that might be what they're aiming for so if somebody scoops them up before you have a chance don't worry uh, you might be able to trade you know relatively low for a, a Devonte Freeman so if you can go on the waiver wires pick him up if he's gone try to trade for him if you can um, yeah. Dion Lewis is another one for the Giants that's going to be getting a lot of reps out there um Dion Lewis another great opportunity for him uh in PPR uh Giants are going to be playing from behind a ton yeah and that is going to be where Dion Lewis is going to eat so if you're looking for somebody kind of for that RB2 flex spot um, you might be able to scoop up a Dion Lewis and you know in a 12 in person league or something and, and make him work if you're in a 10 person
0: league you're most likely not going to even be playing Dion Lewis
1: yeah um, I mean he know, had think,
0: 14 touches after Barkley went down so they definitely fit him pretty nicely yeah no
1: absolutely and, and and I think that there's opportunity there but I think with Devontae Freeman coming in two to three weeks Deion Lewis might be valuable. And then after that, I think Devontae Freeman kind of takes over and and becomes the the workhorse out there. Yeah. Um another great uh waiver wire ad for this week with with Christian McCaffrey going down. Um they're calling it a high ankle sprain, probably out. I mean, we, we said it last week with Michael Thomas, you know, high ankle sprain, four to six weeks. That's yeah. what you're looking at. Uh quit listening to everybody who is like oh it's gonna be week to week oh he might play this week if it says questionable or doubtful like just just know it's it's gonna be four to six weeks folks um high ankle sprains are not a week to week injury it is a four to six week timetable just plain and simple that's what it is um so expect if you are a christian mccaffrey owner that you need to go and find his handcuff which is mike davis so mike davis comes in Uh, Into that game and puts up 15 and a half points after McCaffrey goes down. Um, You know, he's only rostered right now in 5% of leagues. Uh, So not a lot of people were handcuffing Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, this is a guy who came in, had eight catches after McCaffrey went out. So clearly he's showing that he has that ability to be a pass catching running back, which is where that value is with Christian McCaffrey. Exactly. So if he can take over that role and shit be eighty percent of Christian McCaffrey, then hell I'm a I'm a happy man for four to six weeks if I have McCaffrey and I'm able to go pick up his handcuff. If Absolutely. you're not, if you're not able to get him as a Christian McCaffrey owner and you're hurting for running backs because of the whole fucking league is, um, <laughs> I, 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 I hope that you're able to, you know, manage to do something. Um, and and both- I
0: have, I have Christian McCaffrey and I've already talked about how in my league, I'm, I'm the Niners in fantasy football with uh, Christian McCaffrey, James Connor, Marlon Mack. Now, James Connor, thank God he, he bounced back this week, but I remember just being like, "What do I do? Damn. I, what do I do?" And we have a four bench league. so it sucks that uh, even even though I know Christian McCaffrey is going to be done for four to six weeks, they're not putting him on IR as of right now. So I have to keep him on my bench, and I I have a wasted bench spot because I'm not going to be dropping Christian McCaffrey.
1: No but, hell no, yeah, you have to you have to hold on to him.
0: I mean, that's, my team that's is the Niners the Niners for fantasy football. I right? yeah. Yeah. Should you not.
1: I mean, and, and one of the things that I've been mentioning to a lot of, a lot of my friends and, and people who are reaching out and wondering what the hell they should do, who have rosters like what you just said for your roster, who have so many holes now, you know, the only thing I can suggest to you guys is if you have a elite Player on your team. If you have a Zeke Elliott on your team right now, if you have, you know, uh, a Devonte Adams, a uh, Hopkins, you know, some of these big name players that ha- that bring a lot of value just based off of name and because they put up a shit ton of points every week. Um, if you've got a ton of holes, you've got to make that decision. You know, sell one of your big stars for a couple below tier players but of multiple positions where you can start filling in those gaps yeah so i, I you know i have a friend who has Devonte adams Devonte adams goes down you know i'm like hey even though he's injured right now you can still trade him yeah. people no matter what somebody's going to take that trade and what you do is you go and offer for a running back and a wide receiver of just a little bit lesser of a tier. And someone's going to make that trade and you're going to be able to fill in those gaps of where you have holes now because of all those injuries. Don't go down sinking with the ship with a with a superstar on your squad because you're just so fucking stubborn that you don't want to get rid of them. You've yeah. got to make that decision. You have to. Quit holding on to players just because oh, I drafted him in the first round, third overall, I got to keep him. No, you've got fucking five holes on your roster. You can't even fill out a a, a, a starting lineup this week, you dumbass. Like, sell him. What are you doing? You know, uh, it, it's just, it's shocking to me. So that's my word of advice for the week. And that's my rant, and, and we can carry on here. But uh, that's just, you know, a, a little bit of advice for, for those of you that have a ton of holes and, and a superstar on your team. If you've got a ton of holes and a superstar, you don't have a ton of holes. You're just... Poorly managing your team, um, you can fill in all those holes. You got to sell that superstar. Um, so moving, moving on, moving on. Uh, next up for for the waiver wire ads is Jarek McKinnon. This is a kid who just has every time he comes in, and obviously we talk about every week. We've got shit tons of Niner friends. I talk to all you guys every weekend, and I've been saying it since last year. Why the hell is Coleman still on this roster? right? It is Mostert and McKinnon. Yeah. McKinnon was injured for the last two years. So that's why Coleman was on the roster, but moving into this season and, you know, talking with all my buddies going into this off season, I was like, Coleman's the odd man out. Like he's got to go. McKinnon's back. He's healthy. He's your third down back. He's your receiving back. He's that guy. Mostert's your, you know, every down back, you know, between the twenties and, and you know, your goal line and all that good stuff. So that's your one-two punch. Coleman's got to go. McKinnon's going to have a ton of value. I think the Niners are starting to see that. Um, so it, my, my word of advice is if you need a running back right now, with Mostert being injured and Coleman kind of being on, in my opinion, his way out, uh, the only reason why I think Coleman still has a, a, a position on that team is because of Shanahan. Absolutely. Because of, because of that connection yeah. uh, of back in the day with the Falcons. They, they've... They've got that connection. That's the only reason he's still on the team. Other than that, I think even they are seeing that he's kind of getting phased out of this offense. And McKinnon is about to become a beast for that offense. Mostert can't stay healthy. When he is, he's a beast. But I think McKinnon has a huge chance to become a big, big value here. So for all of you guys looking for some sneaky waiver wire ads... You know, McKinnon's a guy that's only 23% rostered and is putting up big points even as like a second, third string running back, you know, so go go take a look. Um, if you're a Mozart
0: then, owner, go pick up McKinnon and then have when Moser comes Mozart back owner. and then just trade McKinnon yeah you, ha- you
1: have to if you're a mostard owner go for mckinnon and, and that goes for any of these running backs on the on the waiver wire right now if you're the owner of that primary running back that went down you have to be going for that person that's just number one don't ever get an injury from a running back and then instead of go for his handcuff go for a different team or something like that because then you screw yourself you yeah because then down the road it say uh, say your star player reaggravates an injury then yeah. here you are in the same situation again. Like, ah, shit! I should have picked up his handcuff six weeks ago when I had the opportunity. You know, so, yeah. When uh,
0: when Connor went down, I ended up picking up Snell that yeah. week, and now Snell didn't do shit last week against the Broncos. But at least I had that just in case James Connor missed exactly. And we, and we were watching that
1: all down, week, and we're like, yeah. hey, he's he, they're saying he's he's full go, full participant in practice, no limitations. Like, and, and we talked about that injury, you know, you and I and. I speculate that injury from the get-go. I mean, something strange happened in that first week on the sideline, and I think they said it was an injury, but who knows? I mean, very strange how you're like, oh, he's injured, he stays in pads on the sidelines the whole game, never goes and takes his pads off, like never goes back to the locker room or anything like you would with a typical injury. So just a very strange situation with that Connor situation. But I mean, then the next week goes out there, kicks ass and hey here's james Conner. so and you, you know nev-
0: you're never going to find out because tomlin always holds that shit close to the vest so yeah. he's an old school type of person when it comes to
1: he keeps it all in-house
0: he keeps it all in-house it's kind of very belichick type of person that you'll never I love find mike out tomlin man oh, i love mike
1: tomlin such, a, a, good great such a great coach absolutely i would love to play for that guy a um, couple more couple more running backs to hit here uh miles gaskin miami Uh, Put up 14.2 points last week, you know, 15% rostered. He's been out touching Howard and Breda. It seems like he's going to be the guy uh, out there in Miami. So uh, he's had 11 targets in two games. So he's getting some good volume there for for PPR leagues. Um, So that's a good name to go out there and take a look at if, if you need a running back right now, which a lot of people do. And then Joshua Kelly, even with Eckler, just continues to get fed. Uh, you know he's getting a ton of short yardage and goal line carries. He's got high usage in the red zone with 23 carries last game. Um, so I I think Joshua Kelly's a guy that if you're an Eckler owner, you have to have Kelly on your roster on your bench um, as a as a handcuff. And even if not, he still kind of has some standalone value in 12 12 team leagues, 14 team leagues, those bigger leagues. Great standalone value for Joshua Kelly. So. He's, uh,
0: he's taken a lot of red zone targets and touches away from, from, and even the short yardage. I mean, he's, he's taken a lot away from Eckler early on. And maybe that's because they are trying to go to a running back by committee and not hurt Austin, but I don't know for, for what he's putting up for Joshua Kelly. Uh, I'd be scared if I was an Austin Eckler owner.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you need a running back, those are our, our top running backs uh on the waiver wire this week so if you if you need one go go take a look um scoop any of these guys up you know i I, like i said i know that everybody's hurting right now uh waiver wires in in all leagues are very hot so depending on your waiver wire priority right now um you know there's a good chance that if you need one of these guys you might not have a shot because there's just so many people who need running backs right now um so absolutely and it's gonna be slim pickings
0: in in the and look look at again look it up look at your priority i was just telling someone even in our league this t- this morning that uh, i mean i i'm not afraid to give advice to anyone in either one of my leagues i uh, i will let them know what i think even if they're listening to the show we talk about it but look at your priorities look at the person who has priority number 1 look at their holes in their roster If they're a Mossad owner or a Christian McCaffrey owner and they're priority number one, you should already probably know that you're probably not going to get Davis or McKinnon. But you could come up and swoop up someone else like a Miles Gaskin or a Joshua Kelly. So just know that the popular names that are Devontae Freeman, Dion Lewis, Mike Davis, Jarek McKinney, those are going to be very hot commodities this week. Just know that you have backups like Gaskin or Joshua Kelly out there as well to be able to to swoop up and still get a good quality and good value uh, running back. So great breakdown. Yeah.
1: And, no, no and, and one thing to touch on that also is uh, on the flip side of that, you can use those waiver wire priorities to your advantage to fuck people over. So let me tell you how you do that. So you go and look at who you're playing this week. And if they've got Christian McCaffrey, and you've got a higher waiver priority than them, you should be going and getting Mike Davis so that person can't, and then they don't put him in their lineup against you this week. So use it as defense. Go and use it to to go and pick someone up that you know that the person that you're playing against has to have. You know, use it as strategy. You have to use that stuff as strategy. This is how you win week to week. You always gotta be thinking ahead. So look at other people's rosters, look at their waiver priorities and say to yourself, Okay, this guy's number, you know, one two in the league, but he just lost a star running back. He's gonna have to get a running back. If I steal this running back from him, he's gonna have that hole in his roster the rest of the season and he's gonna be screwed. Exactly. Therefore, I take over. So that's how you do it. You have to strategize that way. You can't just use these things as like a, oh, I'm waiver wire priority number 1. I'm going to hold on to it all year long and hope something ever comes along like if if you're stacked and you don't need like players, why not use that priority as leverage and as a strategy to screw other people over to help yourself this is fantasy football folks like there is no there is no fairness in fantasy football if you've got to be down and dirty and go and screw some people over that's what you got to do so quit playing nice and use those things as as leverage and as as a uh, as a defense for yourself you know as something that you can use to get yourself higher up in the in the league rankings
0: no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and breaking that down, this is the perfect time for us to to pause here for a second and listen to our sponsored ad.
1: If you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection, do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business, Bay Breakers. They'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players. I've already added some fire helmets to my collection, and you can too. Just follow Bay Breakers on Facebook and get in the game.
0: Thank you, Bay Breakers. Again, always bring it in. Uh they got those sweet lids like Bryduck always talks about. Definitely hit up them on Facebook, Bay Breakers. Hit them up on Facebook. Get in there. Get you some uh some good memorabilia for those man caves. But let's go into uh the wide receivers. So we gave you a lot of running backs, a couple couple quarterbacks just in case you're heard for a quarterback, and we're gonna go right into the wide receivers here. Now a popular one this week, especially after after his performance, he did he did pretty decent and looked uh, pretty good with uh, with Wentz. Is going to be Deshaun Jackson. I'm afraid of just Deshaun Jackson. I don't know about you. He's always just seems to be a boom or bust type of player, week in week out. He's purely purely based upon just being able to have that deep target. If he gets that deep target, he could have two catches for. 88 yards and a touchdown and have a great week for you. But he's not that that true PPR wide receiver one that's going to see 10 targets a game, that's going to put in 100 and just constantly constantly do it. He definitely adds some good value in those deep leagues. He's 48% uh, rostered right now. But I know after his week, especially with Wentz, I know he's going to be a popular one. I think there's a couple others that we're going to discuss. Uh but Brida, do you think Deshaun Jackson is is worth going after?
1: I think if you're in a deep league, yes. If you're in a 10-person league, absolutely not. He shouldn't even be on a roster in a 10-person league.
0: I agree. I agree. Um,
1: you know, he shouldn't even nobody he should be in in free agency if you're in a 10-person
0: league. Don't even Absolutely. Absolutely. Next up is Yeah, some... if you're in a
1: deep league, you got to you've got to you've got to take a look, for sure.
0: Our, our our next person here is someone that that I've talked about. I have him in one of our leagues, uh, and in our league uh, for fantasy football BS, Brado's wife swooped him up uh, behind my back. But uh, <laughs> uh, but Russell Gage, way to now, go, babe! I, <laughs> way to go, babe. Uh, <laughs> so he he definitely jumped up uh going into week two or week three, excuse me, he was only rostered two percent. Now he's rostered twenty-two percent, but he still had nine targets, he still had a touchdown, he still had forty-six yards, he still had sixteen point six points in a PPR league. So again, as the third
1: as the third option. And he had sixteen point six points. That could have been like twenty-two or twenty-three points had Julio Jones caught that touchdown exactly through yeah. I mean, not let, let's not forget, he threw, like, a 50-yard bomb to Julio Cannon. that Julio dropped. Oh, my gosh. I was just, like, I was shocked. I was, like, the most sure-handed man in the NFL. Just dropped the most open pass he'll, he'll probably ever come his way in the NFL. But, you know, thrown to him by a, a, he, by he a wide receiver. Was a little, he was probably a
0: little, little surprised. But, yeah, no, he, that's a great point. Russell Gage has seen 21 targets in two weeks. People, that is good volume for a PPR league. Even if he only catches six points or six of those targets, yeah, it's still six points, still really good. He's averaging 15.35 points per game through two weeks. So yeah, gauge
1: Gage is one of those guys that I screenshotted his score at the end of the game and I sent it to my other league. And I said, I told all you guys to go and swoop this guy up and he's still sitting in our free agency right now. And then I had another buddy message me and he's like, you asshole, I'm putting in a waiver claim for him. Why are you telling everybody about him? I'm like, well, anybody who listens to the show knows <laughs> that I've been talking him up. Like, you know, why is he still sitting in free agency right now? Like, And with all the injuries and everything, like this is a man that needs to be on a roster. I mean, Um, so Gage is is definitely if you are going in the waiver wire this week, you've got to add him on your depth chart somewhere if you've got a spot.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And Nikhil Harry, excuse me, I know I'm pronouncing that probably wrong, uh, but been targeted. He was targeted twelve times uh, against, excuse me, against Seattle last week, but. He's starting to, I mean, he's he's right up there with the same amount of targets that Julian Edelman is getting. So Cam Newton clearly likes Harry out there as well. And Harry's a bigger body, which allows him to, to kind of be in there when they just do two, two wide receivers. They're running a lot more two wide receiver sets than they did with Tom Brady. So that means Julian Edelman is starting to go on the bench a little bit more in his snap percentage or snap count percentage. For Julian Edelman is starting to decrease a little bit, but Harry's Harry's an interesting one here. He's, he's only in 27. He's only rostered 27% of the leagues. He, he got 15.2 points last week, but again, 18 targets in two games uh, for, for someone who had a, obviously was hurt last year. So didn't really have a great rookie campaign but he's already coming out this year and showing that him and Newton have something together and again, Harry's another one that in those 12 leagues or even even in a 10 league and uh, based based on matchups, he could be a nice flex person to end up having in a, in a PPR league, especially if that volume stays at, at looking to get nine targets per game. So uh, definitely something to to keep an eye out on. And again, someone that if I, I can't believe that Deshaun Jackson is is rostered 48 percent. I would much rather have a Russell Gage or a Nikhil Harry uh, for New England than a Deshaun Jackson.
1: A thousand percent. And that's one of those name value guys. That's where it goes back to that that comment I made earlier with name value. It's like this isn't Deshaun Jackson of five, six years ago. This is Deshaun Jackson today. Like quit falling in love with people from years past and think of where they are today in their career.
0: And just two two more names here I just want to briefly uh, briefly touch on, and I'm going to have Bryduck help me with, with the name here. Uh,
1: LaVisca sh- uh, L- Chenault.
0: Chenault. There you go. Chenault. From Colorado. From Colorado. I should know that one. Uh, but, again, if you've been listening to our, sh- our shows, I can't pronounce shit, so it's not surprising. But, man, this guy is showing up to be – one of the top rookie wide receivers thus far. I mean, everyone's put on into Henry Ruggs or Jerry Judy or even a C.D. Lamb, and Shanaud over here is got ten point two points last week. He's actually doing it both on the in the air and on the ground. He had seven touches last week as a as a running option and another eight targets in the air. So he's seen. 15. If he continues seeing 15 touches a game, he's going to end up putting up some points. So, again, someone that's in 17% of your leagues, so a nice 12-man league, not could be a good option if you're really hurting uh, until Michael Thomas comes back. And, again, they're finding ways to give him the ball, whether it's on an end around or give him the ball uh, on the ground as a, as a runner versus through the air. But they're finding To get his athletic ability, they're finding a way to get him the ball. And then uh, Cole Cole Beasley, which was coming from Dallas to Buffalo, he was someone that a lot of people had on their fantasy list that were like, "Oh, he did amazing in Dallas. Now he's going to go to Buffalo, get a lot of attention." And he never has really been able to do it. And Cole Beasley is he's a slot wide receiver. He's a Julian Edelman. He's not your wide receiver one. He's the one you put in the slot. And ends up finding the holes. He's only rostered seven percent of of the leagues, and he had he has thirteen targets in two games. So uh, these two names I just mentioned here, again, just keep an eye out on those people because again, they could end up climbing those charts uh, very quickly here, especially with with other favorites like a Russell Gage. Now is grab people's attention. He's going to be highly favorite for uh, wide receivers but again a lot of content that we hid for running backs and wide receivers uh just to touch up on on those uh, last couple there for you but tight ends Bryduck. Tight tight yeah yeah uh
1: we'll, we'll wrap these up uh pretty quickly there's only a couple names that are really notable to touch on here uh first one we'll, we'll cover is jordan akins uh for houston he's only rostered in two percent of leagues he he's showing to be the better receiving tight end out in Houston. Um, He's had nine targets in the last two weeks. Uh, Houston keeps playing from behind. You know, granted they they had a tough first two weeks against the Chiefs and the Ravens. I mean that's a that's a shitty first two weeks out of the gate for for the Texans. So I expect for the Texans to bounce back. I expect for them to be a little bit more competitive moving forward against some more favorable matchups. Um, you know, this week they're going to be going up against Pitt, so not super favorable. But um, you know, one of those one of those guys that just keep an eye on if you need a tight end if you're in a deeper league might be a guy to keep an eye out for if you're a george kittle owner obviously jordan reed is a a good handcuff there uh had had a tremendous week last week with 24 points who saw that coming um you know he's seen a lot of volume and he's showing that he still has that athleticism so uh, jordan reed's a great option if you're a george kittle owner Um, but the big one i want to touch on here is dalton schultz for the dallas cowboys we said it last week I screenshot it and sent it to my league. I was like, what are you guys doing? And people need tight ends. And you should have seen some of these names of tight ends I saw starting on some of my buddies' rosters this weekend. I was like laughing. And Dalton Schultz here over over here puts up 21.8 points, rostered, like I said, in 3% 3 of leagues. Um, So... Uh, he had 10 targets against Atlanta, huge volume, put up over 100 yards. I mean, the guy just he, – he, he really did just go off. So um, I think he showed that, you know, he is Blake Jarwin 2.0, if you want to call him that. He yep. can do exactly the same thing. Exactly. So. If you liked Blake Jarwin enough to draft him, uh, Dalton Schultz should be on your team right now. Absolutely. Um, so the fact that he's only 3% rostered after Blake Jarwin went in after one week, I was I was shocked to see that he was at 3% rostered because I'm like, this is a guy who's playing for an extremely explosive offense with Dak Prescott as the quarterback, not just like some, some scrub back there. Like this is a guy that's going to be able to get him the ball effectively um so the fact that nobody saw the value in him is just is just shocking to me i i I wonder what people are evaluating when they're looking at people to go pick up um so we're here at fantasy football bs telling you dalton schultz go scoop him up he's going to continue to produce and continue to get a ton of volume
0: absolutely absolutely no no that's a perfect perfect breakdown and i expect that three percent to to go up next week but shit he he's probably going to be someone we're talking about next week for our waiver wires because there's a bunch of idiots out there that don't listen to fantasy football bs listen to us we know what we're talking about (laughs) but perfect timing to again listen to a new sponsor of ours so definitely listen to this one as well and And we'll break down our recap for our studs and duds. Does your wife nag at you because you said you'd get to that project six weeks ago? Do you have to Google how to change a light bulb? Are you tired of your friends showing off their home projects? Take control of your home. Be the master of your domain. Visit Home DIY Dan on YouTube and learn how to make your house look like a man lives there. All right. Thank you, DIY, or Dan, excuse me. Now, the videos this dude has on YouTube make people like me that don't know how to do shit with a hammer or whatever. I, I could do it myself after watching these videos. I mean, he got like, what, 50? And it- 50,000
1: views on one video. No, it's insane. No. So, so when, when we talked to him and, and he started talking to us, uh, you know, he, he had a video that went viral, had like over 50,000 views at the time. I, I want to say it's up over 100,000 views now. Um, he's gone viral pretty quickly. Uh, go check out his, his, his uh, YouTube channel, DIY Dan. Uh, and And the guy does it beer in hand. Not only that, he's ex-military. He's a military vet. So uh we support our military veterans here at Fantasy Football BS. Um and I, I think that, you know, anybody who is a supporter as well, um, not only not only of just our, our military, but who who doesn't want to do shit for themselves? You know, I, I can't tell you the countless things I look up on YouTube to figure out how to do stuff around my house. Yeah. And DIY Dan has an entire channel focused to it. I mean, he's doing showing you how to change out light bulbs change out doorknobs change out you know whatever it is that you're doing epoxy your garage floors it's a lot of great content so go check them out
0: absolutely absolutely and and going into our studs uh the and studs and duds of last week i'll let bryduck again announce who is the winner
1: we're going back to back baby Bryduck with the win, went five, went five for six, man. What what a, what a week, right? I mean, I I think when when the the initial games kicked off, the afternoon games kicked off. Uh, I had three guys going, and I was three for three. I was feeling pretty hot. Then I was five for five going into Monday night. You jinxed then, yourself. Uh, and then I jinxed myself. I was like, man, I'm going to go six for six. Cause I really did think Drew Brees was just going to go off against the Raiders. And then, you know, he kind of flubbed, but I'm not mad about that cause I'm a Raiders fan. So <laughs> definitely happy. Definitely happy. he didn't go off. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take that, that one wrong to be, uh, celebrating a Raiders victory any day.
0: Absolutely. Um, so re- remind us of, of your studs and, and duds.
1: Yeah. So my studs, I had Drew Brees uh, going up against the Las Vegas Raiders, um, that one ended up missing. And then I had Raheem Mostert uh, projected only put up thirteen point nine six points. He hit, I mean, he hit on the first run. Uh, he had that eighty yard run to start the game. I, I mean, know, I mean, crazy. Just and, and and to think what he could have done had he not gotten injured. I mean, he could have just had an amazing day. So uh, Mostert was a was a big win there. And then David Montgomery, also another one that I was shocked to see was only projected to put up 11.93 points. Huge stud of the week there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who'd you have as your studs?
0: Studs. So I had Naheem Hines, which I was still, I'm still a little buttered at Indianapolis over here. I mean, one, one carry. One carry. The guy one
1: carry. 20. <laughs>
0: Shut the fuck up while I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> the guy has 26 points the week before. It looks like they're going to split, and then all of a sudden Indianapolis goes away from him, and now they were leading. They were beating Minnesota, so they didn't really have to use him as a, as a PPR, but he definitely was a huge dud and not a stud for me. Uh, Dallas Goddard almost Almost got it. He was a he was four points away from from getting it. He had nine nine targets the week before, and this this week, you know what he he just kind of I don't Zach Ertz wouldn't have done it either. I mean the the, the Philadelphia Eagles had a tough go ahead of it again in in week two, and then Drew Brees as well just definitely thought that he was going to tear apart seeing what. Carolina still still did through the air against the the Raiders I thought they would do it and that just kind of shows you that Michael Thomas was definitely missed Uh, now uh, for for my duds uh, Saquon Barkley uh, I mean I hate to to win or get not win I guess get this one right because uh, he he ended up getting injured so it's definitely something that uh, he could have could have very well gone off if he didn't get injured. Uh, Devontae Adams just thought it was crazy that he was predicted to get 21 points. I thought that was insane. So that was kind of a, an easy one for me to walk into there. And and Scary Terry, I mean, it, I didn't think he was just going to go off for 20-some for points uh, against Arizona after uh, no one did that against Arizona for for SF. But So I ended up going two for six, much better than... Then the next one I'm I'm expecting that five for six coming up here for for this week, which I'll have to break down for all of you guys tomorrow.
1: Very nice, very nice. My studs, uh, like you like you said, uh, Saquon Barkley, another one where it's kind of like a win by default. Yeah, not one of the ones that you kind of celebrate because you're like, well, yeah, I got that one right, but poor guy got injured and he's out for the year, so. Uh, not one of the ones that we're going to celebrate. Kenyon Drake, uh, one of the ones where I saw and we said it, Washington's front seven is stout. They're nasty. Uh, you can't move against these guys. So if you are going up against Washington and you have a running back uh, that's going up against them, I might think twice about starting that running back. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that might be one of those, those weeks where even depending on who you have, um you might want to swap him out if you're going up against Washington cuz that front 7 is nasty. Yeah. And then David Johnson, uh one of those guys where after week 1 I told everybody, "Hey, pump the brakes." Uh you know, I know David Johnson had a great week 1, but I think he'll be brought back to to life here against the Ravens and sure enough he 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 was shut down very quickly. Um so they weren't letting him get anywhere. So Ended up going five for six for my picks. Uh, I, you know, I think, I think that next week I'll go six for six just to top it and go three for three on the on first three weeks against you. How's that sound?
0: Nah, you could show your mouth when you speak to me like that and just, uh, <laughs> but my luck, my luck, I will go five for six and then all of a sudden you'll go six for six. And I'm my like, gosh, really? Like I, I should never, never bet. Like I, I just always lose. I just Hey, I,
1: I will say one thing. I'll, I'll give you one of my studs for next week because it worked for me this week. I'm going to go Cam Newton for a stud next week, a little teaser for everyone, because uh, Drew Brees flubbed against my Raiders, and Cam Newton's going against my Raiders this weekend. So I'm going to call him a stud of the week. It's a little teaser. There we go.
0: There, there, we, my, go. there
1: we go. There we go. Maybe my bad juju will work on him too.
0: Oh, man. You, sh- you should have me say that Cam Newton's going to be a dud because then he'll be a stud the way my picks well, are going.
1: I'm just gonna have you start drafting all the players I'm going up against. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, can you trade for
1: these people in your league? I need them on your roster this week, so they're out.
0: Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> I need another beer so I can stop listening to this bullshit over here. So hit us with those closing remarks.
1: All right, guys, closing remarks. Uh, if you're on social media, Instagram and YouTube, you can follow us at Fantasy Football BS Twitter at fantasy fbbs uh listen to us on spotify itunes google podcast podbean wherever you listen to your podcast at fantasy football bs um, we've said it again we said it before we'll say it again if you guys can please share with your leagues um, you know the biggest the biggest you know kudos to us and everything that we're doing the time the effort everything that we're doing right now um, is all paid through you guys sharing us with your friends Um, leaving reviews for our episodes and uh, just making sure that, you know, everybody's enjoying the content with you, you know, don't hold this to your chest and try to be greedy just because you're getting all this gold. Share it with your leagues guys. Share it with your leagues. Absolutely. Absolutely. and, and again, any questions you have, hit us up, DM us. We'll, we'll be uh, having a segment coming up here pretty soon where we'll be going over some of those questions. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll be able to be featured on one of our episodes. So make sure uh, you guys are DMing us, you know, on any of our social media accounts. Whenever you see us, you know, posting on our stories, on our page, whatever it might be, uh, you know, shoot us a comment, shoot us a DM and uh, we'll make sure to get those answered for you guys next episode next episode will be dropping tomorrow so make sure that you guys take a listen we'll be previewing this game we'll be previewing this game's weeks um and also giving our studs and duds of the week uh so you guys aren't going to want to miss that make sure that you guys are listening so that you guys know who to put up in your lineups um, again, thank you to all of our sponsors, Air Care, Heating and Cooling, Bay Breakers, uh, DIY Dan, you guys are all fantastic. Air Care Heating and Cooling, uh, you can reach them at 408-809-7350. They're servicing all of your homes out there in the Bay Area of California. Um, or you can visit them at www.aircareheatandcool.com. And as we say Absolutely. always, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to everyone. Um for for uh always you know being engaged and staying up with the content. I hope that uh, we've been able to kind of steer you guys in the right direction to a couple weeks of victory and uh let's hope for another great week in week three. Absolutely. All right, guys, peace out. Ain't no time to waste, dedicated to the game no matter what the case. On and on we're going, not minute lost, prolific in your mind, no matter